Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pet Peeves Podcast, episode number 28. This episode's guest, we have two people in the building. We have Lila Hart and Eric Abenante. Lila, how's it going? It's going great. So happy to be here. Thank you for coming, both you guys. Eric, how you doing? Hey, what's up? It's the third wheel. How you guys doing? Yeah, great, man. I'm glad you guys came. I've been living, we've lived here for seven months. I've gone to your guys' place not long ago. When was that? Like uh, the beginning of December or something like that to write for Roast Jokes? Oh, yeah. 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 It was a little bit before New Year's. Yeah, so not long ago, I visited their place, and uh, we wrote some stuff together, and now they're over here to record the podcast, and I'm just really glad to you know, keep people close by that I think are doing awesome things like they are doing. Uh, you guys check them out on all their social media platforms, which we'll plug at the end, and then we'll put it into the description so people can find you guys. Uh, but just first and foremost, Lila and Eric are here because they are fellow animal lovers, and uh, really inspired when I went to your guys' place. How, how many uh, betta fish you had inspired me <laughs> to get a betta fish. Where did the betta fish come from? You're the first betta fish enthusiast on the podcast. Yes, I think that is very accurate to say. I am a betta fish enthusiast. <laughs> uh, I've always had betta fish growing up, you know, especially because they are, well, with, okay, but a lot of people may not know, but with a betta fish, they have to be kept separate. Yes. Um because they cannot be in the same tank with other betta fish. They'll, they'll fight to the death. And they can also be kept in really small containers, even though it's not the best. But sure. uh, they are really like a hardy fish, and I've always had one. In fact... I'm going to put you on hold for a second. got to close that because oh, yeah. the airplanes are really going to screw stuff. Oh, Eric's got it. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you, you, honey. <laughs> now I'm so glad you're here. That, <laughs> that uh, airplane problem we have in every episode, but usually the airplanes stop eventually but it feels like when i when i want them to not be there there's one every 15 seconds all right so betta fish uh so, gotta keep them separate i think that's about the only thing people might know because they see them in the pet store at like walmart in a cup by themselves mm -hmm. that's what those betta fish are yeah that's them and every time i get a betta fish i feel like i'm rescuing that betta fish so you know at petco i always ask for a discount Really? I do. Do they give you a, a yeah. rescue discount? Yeah, I'll That's just awesome. say. I mean, what, some I think sometimes they're just like sure, sure. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, I think the same. When I saw yours, every time I go there, every time I see a betta fish, I feel like that's that's must be a shitty life for any animal. But they seem to tolerate it, and they and they seem to mass produce this environment for them. So it must it must be not that bad, or like PETA would lose their mind, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I figured that it can't be that bad, but still it's like seeing a dog or a cat at a shelter living in a cage. Just because it's accepted doesn't make it right, and if you know anything about a living creature, they definitely don't like it. So it's like, yeah. man, if you're going to keep a fish in a tiny little bowl, it might as well be on my countertop. Now it's a Mexican fish. <laughs> mm. No, I mean, I, I like to try to think that I'm giving them a better life, you yeah. know? So... Uh, I mean, I do have better, my, right? I, I mean, it, it is better for the betas, but I do have my favorite betas who are definitely spoiled. And like the ones like, in your place? You have yeah, favorites? Yeah, I are do. Are they aware of this? <laughs> I do think, you tell them? I no, bet Eric does when you're not around. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. No, I, I love my fish. I, I just bet. think that they're so beautiful. They and, are. Um, you know, I think I have so many because I'm an alcoholic and <laughs> I can't just have one, you know? Sure. Well, I'm sober now for the last three years, but still. 
Would you remain yeah. an alcoholic? You're just in sobriety, right? Is in sobriety and loving Petco. That's awesome. <laughs> Living at Petco. I'm at Petco a lot these days buying crickets for the bearded dragon. Uh, and I feel like we got ahead of ourselves. Lila, you got you about yourself. You're a comedian. I met you doing comedy at the comedy store probably like 2015, 2016. Were you around then? Yes. Is that, that's right when I met Eric, I think, around the same time. Yeah, we, we both started around the same time. We're both about like four You two years started in. around the same time. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. I remember seeing you there, but I didn't, you know, at that time I was so new. I didn't know like who was famous and not. So I was just shy. You know, I didn't know who to talk to. And I think the only reason why we talked to each other was probably because of the show up, go up. Were you hanging out there or was yeah. it just. Yeah, I was at like show up, go up. I knew like our mutual friends like Victor Martinez, Kenny Lyon. We had like a couple. Of oh, mutual yeah, a lot friends. of mutual friends. You and know, those are so... the friends that I still talk to. Those are the only people I still talk to. The ones that you just mentioned. So for those the of those in the audience, like Albert was like the first friend in our friend group who like had like a little blip on the comedy scene because like he was right. the first one to have like he was the first one to be ranked in roast battle. He had that eight and O streak when he began. And so like it was cool because it was like literally the first time I had experienced that moment of like, oh, I know that guy's name. I met that guy. I remember yeah. talking about that guy about roast jokes. And right. then you saw it actually be successful. So that was pretty cool. No, definitely. I feel the same. I, I keep saying it to all the 310 guys that have been on this podcast recently, like uh, Victor and Roger and Niles and Arthur. You know, of course, those are the most recent guests. And now Lila kind of completing the puzzle. Caesar's been on. Now Eric's on. Uh, I don't know who's left. I guess Yemma and like uh, Jerome. Uh, I'll say. Yeah, there are people. And Chaz, you know, try to get everybody on. Uh, but, you know, it, it doesn't all have to be at once. Everybody else is welcome, too. I don't want people to think this is just 310 associated because, <laughs> you know, but I appreciate it. Like I was telling all those guys while I was gone in Indiana and when I came back and I saw all the things you guys were doing, you know, you guys very much included when you guys started working together. I'm just like, wow, they're being very creative. They're being very proactive. They're trying a bunch of different things, animation, podcast, comedy, you know, the high tonight show, high today show, you know, uh, what was it? A small talk, right? That, yeah, small yeah, the talk. Small talk. And I'm just like, wow, they're doing so many things. This is this is amazing. I'm glad I made friends with those people. You know what I mean? Like of mm -hmm. all the people I could have been cool with while I was here, I like to pride myself that I'm a smart person. I'm like, okay, I made a smart decision making friends with people like Eric that I saw have like multi-talented, you know, oh, multi-talented, so not just single talents. Yeah, well, uh, thank you. Yeah, you're it, welcome. It was cool. Like, uh, so when Albert went off uh, to Indiana, he was like uh, Chelsea Grow, who had done like a an actual special or an album before Channel Three One Zero had decided that we were going to shoot specials. And so, when we were shooting Arthur Hamilton's special, "Shut Your Ass Up," that was something uh, we looked to. And then another um, interesting thing: so Albert's special was shot in a house like it was kind of like a house party situation it's it wasn't like, a house it was a bar but I, it looks like a living room yeah but right? it's, it it's looks like like what, it has like yeah, a yeah, house yeah. party vibe and so people said like, that like you performed in someone's living room I'm like no but it looks like that yeah You're it right. a, but it has like that cool vibe and we right. just um uh we just shot niles abstinence special uh and it, and it was actually an actual house party so it was kind of good it was awesome like uh prep to kind of see like what it would look like so i like seeing that and yeah check out uh check out albert special yeah, check out my specials on YouTube. Don't judge me. I'm very proud of that project from 2017. Come a long way. That was uh, a, three years ago. Three years ago now, exactly. I filmed it in uh, January of 2017. So that's crazy. But, uh, you know, now everybody's doing things bigger and better. Arthur's special, killing it. And Niles, I'm sure, will do the same. Kill it. 
When are you going to do your special, Lila? I, the plan is to do my special uh, around my birthday. Oh, okay. Which is in July. Oh, this year? Yeah. No shit. Did so, I know that? I, don't think I, think, she, I don't think she's ever announced that yet. Hey, Exclusive. I think maybe you guys have hinted at it. No? No. No? no wow, not okay. really like well, publicly, hey, but that's awesome. just amongst well, our that's awesome. Congratulations. group of friends. Yeah, well, thank you. You know, I... Uh, my comedy birthday was on February 10th, oh, okay. which is actually my sister's birthday, my sister's real birthday. It was like two weeks ago, something like that? Yeah. And so now I, I just, you know, I was hit, hit four years wow. of comedy, which is crazy. And, and I just feel like going into my fifth year, is it's time to put it together, you know? And I've just been very impressed and inspired with our crew of Channel heck, 3 and yeah, definitely. And with you and just, you know, it's it's about uh, not waiting for people to give you an opportunity. Right. It's about taking your skills and your talent. And, all the stuff you've worked for. Yeah, all the, all stuff, the stuff you've worked you've for. And the fact that we have such a supportive crew mm. in this comedy scene and that we've really created with people that we respect and right. find super talented. You know, it's just amazing to know that the time is now and i'm right. ready and i'm excited absolutely so. no i think it's really exciting time the energy around you guys has just been uh, incredible and i've been just feeling lucky to be back and be a part of it and, and we're so uh, happy know. to have you yeah it just feels great when i went to go write with you guys and uh even though i lost that battle like i had so much fun writing with you guys it was like oh i remember this feeling i remember this mm -hmm. feeling like oh it's it's possible to write amazing shit like if you're just working with the right people and to sit alone and try to write is a different experience and I, I would rather do the work with people. Like writing alone for myself is seemingly less and less, uh, you know, fruitful. But working, mm -hmm. collaborating with people and writing together, it's, it's a bigger project so you can do more with it. Uh, just thinking you're going to just be a stand-up comedian is just, it's rough. You know, that's a rough belief. You got to really have a lot of, you know, belief in yourself. And as I get older, honestly, I need to start thinking about things I could do sitting down, not standing up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm already like, man, I need to figure out a way to work less you know i don't want to always have to be traveling i hate traveling as much as i've traveled i hate it i hate traveling i like being home i haven't ever i haven't lived in a comfortable situation mm -hmm. so long but oh, now that yeah. i have it like man it's hard to walk away from do i really want to stay in hotels and drive across the country mm -hmm. or be in a bus or no i don't i don't No, i i totally can relate to that feeling i this is so we just moved into our our place and um we had our new year's eve party that was hey. so great to meet your lady and uh have you guys come over um but this is the first time in like eight years that i feel comfortable and settled yeah. in a way like i mean i've just lived with so many different people from craigslist i've yep. lived in so many different cities in california this is my third time living wow. in la wow. so yeah when i was Me 20 too. Oh, okay so, hey yeah. okay so you know what's up time you, know, to charm. you know how it's like it's really yeah i feel like the third mm. time's a charm too like the first time i moved it was like a magical a magical experience oh my gosh la is the place to be second time i felt like it was like trials and tribulations and then I, you know, I went back home. I was 24. And the third time, it was like, okay, this is it. I'm here to stay, you know? And yeah. now I finally feel like with Absolutely. having my boyfriend and my friends and my career. And, and pets. And my pets. Don't forget my your new pets. turtle. Yeah, that's another thing. Just to tie it back into the fish. It's like, how do you have so many fish? It's like, I've never had this much square footage. You know, uh -huh. I've never had... I've never had this many places That's to what put I think. a fish. As, as soon as my place got in. bigger, I got more pets. Like, right. It's like, of course, I'm just a 
freak. I just have to like take care of stuff. I have it like in me that I want to like. I don't have any kids. Maybe that's why I don't have any babies. Yeah, so it's like I'm the the stereotypical pet dad. You know, I'm like I gotta get home and let my dog out and take it. Gonna- I just I just find something so relaxing about like cleaning a fish tank too. I don't mind setting- cleaning up after them. Yeah. But no, but I, I like actually cleaning a fish tank. Like there's something nice about when you make it all sparkly and clean again yeah. or just when it's dirty know. and then it's clean and you know they're happier. Yes. Yeah. I get a joy out of cleaning my little beardy tank over there when he gets all dead crickets all over the place and he poops all in there. I gotta clean it. And when it's clean, it looks better and I know he's happier and then I'm happy and then he eats better. And he's in a better mood, and his eyes are brighter, and yeah. I, have to, I don't have to worry about him dying. I just worry about accidentally killing my pets, especially something I don't know a lot about, like the bearded dragon. It's a new pet for me, so I'm learning as I go, and I just worry, I just worry about killing them and then feeling. No, guilty. yeah, I mean, we've that that happens. Yeah, it happens Killing exactly. Happens. Happens. I mean, I will say, you I was I was like bragging for a while, like, oh yeah, I have thirteen fish. People think I'm crazy. I have thirteen fish. They're all alive, and they were all alive. And then I went on a trip. And, you know, I you can I gave directions to my boyfriend. Sorry, Eric. I'm not totally blaming you. But, like, he just doesn't have the same magical fish touch that I touch. do. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, do sometimes with certain animals, you just have that. I just, I feel like I have my connection with my fish. I can look oh, at my fish. I was going to ask you about that. And I can know when it's. they have personalities? I think they definitely have personalities. I know when it's hungry. I know how much this certain fish eats more than the other one. Sure. So even little, though I only left for four days, it's like you can. I'm sorry, details. Eric. I don't mean to put you on blast, honey. But mm. it's it like. what it is. You know, yeah. you can say, I can say, oh, two to three pellets or this and that. It's. Mm. I think a lot of times people kill their betas because they overfeed them sure. and aren't that's really watching how much they're eating. I'm pretty I mean, sure that's how most people kill it. all their fish, right? Yeah. Overfeeding their fish, especially if multiple people, multiple people in the household doing it, is the problem. Yeah. If if my if I am feeding my beta and then I notice he doesn't eat all of the food, I'll take out. That takes the, out. I'll take out the food, but I mean it's just gone to a system where I know exactly how I'm going to put in, yeah. how much I'm going to put in, and he'll. No, oh, I almost Eat killed them. killed my beardy for you <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, you know, I did a bunch of stuff wrong. I didn't know that he needed to have calcium supplements on the crickets so often. I know he needed it, but I didn't know how often. So our beardy had a seizure. So we looked oh up seizures and bearded dragons, and it turns out he had a calcium deficiency. So then I just started loading up on the calcium. You just dust the crickets with this calcium powder, and then he eats them, and then he gets his calcium. And then I learned that he needed that U. So he needs two kind of lights. He needs a, a, a UVA, which is a heat lamp. And a UVB, which is just like a fluorescent lamp that like stim- simulates sunlight, mm-hmm. that he needs both. So he only had one for the longest time because I'm an idiot. And then I was oh feeding him the wrong gosh. stuff and I was giving him too many super worms. And, you know, I, I, I did all this research. You know, you just do online research and you just pu- get pulled in different directions. And then you kind of learn as you go. And now he's eating great. He's Aww. in great spirits. He loves me again. See, you're giving me hope because we just got a turtle. Yeah, there's a lot to learn. And I think we we got her and she was already sick. But I've been actually taking her outside and letting her bask in the sun really? for that's a little awesome. bit. Yeah, but I put her in, Um, she has like a little pool. How big is she? Uh, She's about, she's about the size, smaller than my hand. Like okay, this big. so she's not that big. No, but I think she's like a couple years old. Oh, wow, okay. And this is a turtle. Not a, a tortoise. Turtle. turtle. Uh, it's water. a red red eared slider. Okay. And I have it in like a she's in a thirty gallon tank with oh, okay. some goldfish. Okay. But she's not eating them, so she's not eating the fish. 
No. You're supposed to? I mean, people have told me that they, I've, people have said that, you know, turtles eat goldfish. I suppose that makes sense, right? Um, But I'm just, <laughs> I don't think she's going to eat them. She doesn't seem to have interest in them. What does she eat? Turtle pellets or she, something? She eats turtle pellets. Huh. That's crazy. I want to, I would love to have, my dad has a big tortoise. Like, I'm telling, it's like a hubcap, like a car tire. It's giant. And that's a cool pet. And he eats just like lettuce and carrots and fruit and stuff like that. I want another pet like that. I want like a bird. I would like to have like a big parrot of some sort. Oh my gosh. Uh, I want a rat. That's my next pet. But I need space. Aww. I can't have them here. It's too small. I'll, it'd smell. You know, when you live in a small area, yeah. you start smelling no matter what. So I need more space. Yeah, I know what you're right. talking about with uh, with the bearded dragon. We When we first got Darla, our, uh, our turtle... Um, we didn't have a water heater for the water, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we stuck her in the water, and we're like, "Hey, she's not swimming. What the hell?" You know, she and it's and she was just floating there, and it's because she was like, "I'm freezing." freezing. Yeah. You know, that's really what it was. That we got her a water heater, and now she's swimming more. You guys use water heaters for your betas? Um, we don't use water heaters for our betas, but we do have a fish named Dino, mm. who's an OB zebra who has a. He lives in a six-gallon tank by That's himself. That's the bigger one, right? Yeah, and he's crazy. I mean, he's just very aggressive. Full but of personality. Full of personality. He has a heater. He has a really strong filter, and I I change his water out a lot, but um. He moves the. He redecorates his tank. Oh yeah, that's crazy yeah. When so they it's do that. and he's really fun to watch because my they move all the pebbles around. And yeah, of, yeah, the landscape. And, uh, the star of our house of animals, Cupcake, which is our cat. This is the cat. Yeah, our that's beautiful on the, uh, kitty. Instagram post. I don't know if you noticed, Lila. They also have a fortune cat, like yeah, we have in ours. The Michaelaki cat or whatever it is, Malikalaki. Waving, yeah, it's a, a a white fortune cat, which is I, I, you know, that what what is that called? It's called like a Malika Lakey cat. I I looked it up before. I'll look it up again. I got the internet. Great, uh-huh. <laughs> but um, I I had that, and I had that two years prior to me and Eric ever getting together, and I, you know, it was always just with me, and it's crazy to think that now we have a white cat, and she's just been through so much with us. Called Maneki Neko. Maneki Neko. It literally means beckoning cat. It's a common Japanese figurine. Aww. Well, whatever it is, <laughs> it looks just like Cupcake. So Cupcake has blue eyes, pink ears, and all white. So yeah, it's essentially guys- the same thing. And the cow mani is this Thai breed of cat. It's uh it's a Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and, and uh the it's actually it's considered it's called the fortune cat yeah, because yeah. it's considered good luck and it brings you fortune. And so that's kind of where this comes from. And I actually realized that's where they got it in Pokemon Meowth because huh. Meowth is coin related, right? So it's literally huh. that kind of cat. It's the same. It's that same I don't watch concept. Pokemon. It's don't a, know what it, there's about. a cat that okay. like has coins and he like, so it's basically the exact same concept as sure. the fortune cat. I'm sure so, they got it from that. So it's like, yeah, it's it's kind of cool to connect all those things. Yeah, Cupcake is, has been a good fortune for us. And... Where'd you guys get the cat from? Where did Cupcake come from? So, okay, this is really funny. So um, me and Eric, about like a, a year into our relationship, I was like really wanting a cat. And I always talk about cat. And I would look on Craigslist for cats all the time. It's like, Seth, I want a cat, you know? And then one day I was in North Hollywood and there was this like kind of like sketchy pet store. And, okay. I, and I walked into it and they had a tank 
and there was kittens in there and there was this small white kitten and she looked like this cute little fur ball. And I looked at her and I said, her name is Cupcake. That's my cat. That's my cat. And I asked the guy, I was like, how much for the cat? And he was like, oh, buy a bag of cat food and she's free. Really? And I was like, yeah. So I bought like a bag of cat. Did they have cat. other animals in there? It was just these Yeah, cats? there was other kittens in oh, okay. there. No, no, no. Cats. Besides these kittens. There were other animals. Yeah, it was oh, okay. a pet store. Oh, okay. And she was so small. And, I, and the guy said, oh, her mom had a blue and a green eye and she was sold the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was sad because I was like, oh my gosh, they didn't, um, they didn't bring, why wouldn't they just get the kitten with the grown cat? Anyways, but I was happy because I had cupcakes. So I was, I remember it was, I think it was like a Monday night because I went to the comedy store after this. Um, But I went home first and I had cupcake in my jean jacket and Eric was in the living room, like hanging out with Niles and Arthur. And you had no idea? No, he had no idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, she she totally tricked me. Uh-huh. No, I, I he so I, I tell him to come to the bedroom and then I opened up the jacket and he saw her. So what did you think when you saw her? Yeah, because she's not really talking about it. like it was a big fight. You know, we're in this shitty mold infested apartment. Huh. You know, we were in this legal battle for over a year with the landlords and so, long story short, we don't have money to have to get a cat. We don't have the square the worst footage. Time. Yeah, this is like the most inopportune time. As soon as she opened up the jacket and I saw the kitten, I didn't think of any of that. You know, <laughs> I, it totally melted my heart. She was, uh, she's been a really great addition to my life because I think what I think for a couple particularly, and especially having like a baby pet that grows up. It's yeah. a nice facsimile of what it would be to actually raise a child yeah. together. Yeah. And also, it is a great buffer emotionally between the two people and the couple. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times like Lyle will be pissed off at me or vice versa. And sometimes Cupcake will save our ass yeah. and will not the soften the moment. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. We go through that all the time. You didn't hear the Dave Chappelle's joke. He's like, if you're in a if you're in a relationship, get a dog. Because the dog will always love you and she won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like that Chris Rock uh, bit where he's saying, you know, you know, men are loved conditionally, women and dogs are loved unconditionally. Right, right, right. You know, and so... it depends on how good of a job we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, it's just we've... I've really had a great connection with her. And, you know, I feel like Lila is a big inspiration for me and uh, my love of pets. Because, I, you know, I had a turtle growing up. And I had a black cat much like uh, Pebbles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I had a black cat much like Pebbles. She was really cool. She was the uh, she was the cat in the the um, neighborhood that would, like, beat up the dog really? in the neighborhood. So it was really cool. But then she lost a fight to a Toyota. So oh, unfortunately, yeah. You're not going to win that her. one. <laughs> car hit her. So. Cat versus car. Yeah. yeah Usually but, goes the car way. But, you know, she was, like, she was, like, the last, um, like, cool cat i had or like i never really had a dog so it wasn't uh that wasn't really my thing it was a boy cat and his name was olvo oh you're right i did say i did say girl every time right yeah uh, so this is the boy cat uh ave how do you you know you know the story yeah i know the story of the uh, ave, ave and it was very traumatic for eric's family because you know she lost her life to a toyota wow. <laughs> but um <laughs> sorry well, I, I thought it was like i thought that? it was funny because uh um uh lila's like my little sister is like total princess so my sister was super upset and she's like 
I'm so heartbroken. The only way my you know heart could heal is if I had two cats to replace <laughs> it. So we ended up getting two cats. You like know. Hydra. Yeah, it was great. So we, we ended up getting a uh, a black cat and a tabby, an orange tabby. But it was like, yeah. And they're and they're boys too. So Eric's parents have two boy two boy oh, okay. cats. So you have cats in your life. Yes, but he's yeah. he what he was getting at was he didn't have a like um the last time he had a baby animal mm. like cupcake was what was the name of that cat? Ave? Uh, no, yeah, Ave actually we never had her as a baby. We him. Uh, sorry him and so that was so <laughs> So never you never raise a cat from no, infancy. No, never never had that Kittency. experience of raising something from uh from basically birth. Like we really had her on the door's edge of death because Lila got her at a discontinued pet store, <laughs> and she was basically hey, you rescued her just like the well, it fish. was like a really dirty, you know, pet store. I mean, there was like all these different animals in there. It's like how they describe the market where the coronavirus started. You yeah, know, that's what I imagine. Yeah, I imagine sort of like the beginning of Gremlins, where he's where he's buying the Magwai. <laughs> well, so you know, I bring her home, and she's in. He's in love with um her. And then I was like, okay, I have to go to the comedy store now because I had to go do a mic. So okay. I take, I just give Eric. And she's the what? Kitten. Are we saying she's like three months old or something like that? No, she's like four weeks old. Oh, she's okay. like a month old. She's yeah, she's way like too young really to be away little. from her mother. So I would debate that. I would say she was like two weeks, like okay. less than a month. Eric, she was so four tiny. weeks. She was like Super four tiny. weeks okay. old. So I leave her with Eric and I go do some, you know, mics and I come back and they're all bonded and he loves her. And then uh, three days later, uh, she's just like not looking good. Mm. She's looking really like lethargic. And so I look up like an emergency vet place and me and Eric go and they they test her per parvo and they say she has it and kitten they're parvo? kitten parvo and mm. they're telling me that she's gonna die Pandicopenia, i think it is yeah and they they tell me that she's gonna die and that they don't have room for her there to like take her into emergency care so i should just like take her home and then it was like a 300 hundred dollar vet bill to be told that my animal was gonna die and and at this point like me and eric like we had nothing and so the, the we spent the last $300 that we had to try to save our cat's life. And what did then they actually do for her? Do you know? They actually just gave her like... Um, fluids? They gave her fluids, gave her a shot. And then this one nurse was kind of nice. She like tried to give her an extra shot of something. I don't know what she gave Vitamins her exactly. Or sugar. We had to... I actually remember this. So we had to fight to get like an... Yeah. I, sorry, a coaster situation. So we had a... Don't worry about it. Uh, we had to fight to get like extra, like actual fluids in her and the IV... And that was really what she needed. She yeah, was dehydrated. Sure. You know, she just needed to get back to that stability point where she could eat. What happened was it was her first day where she refused to eat or drink. There was blood in her stool. Mm. It was just all the signs of like, oh, this is bad. You mm-hmm. know, so we Absolutely. had to take her. For a little tiny animal. Well, and then the worst part was I had cried so much all day. And about a week before that, I was, because remember I told you I was like obsessed with wanting to get a baby animal and I went on Craigslist and I had like, there was one, there was another white cat that I went to go look at and before, before before, you picked up this one, before I picked up this one. So that's why I knew cupcake was meant for me. Oh wow. So I went (laughs) to go see this white cat. And it was a it was a little boy, and <laughs> Eric said he would have named him Wizard, but <laughs> yeah, he said the wizard? Grand, the Grand Wizard if he because he's white like a white beard. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, so oh my god. So Eric went to I mean I went to go see the cat, 
And uh, I didn't get the cat because Eric and his mom had convinced me earlier, like, oh, like, they'll get really sick. And, like, mm. you know that they something could happen. And they kind of talked are, you out of it before? They, they, they talked me out of it before. So even though I had saw this cat and it was so cute and it was bigger than Cupcake, you know, uh, I didn't get the cat because I kept thinking about Oh, the, it could have problems, yeah. right? But then when I saw Cupcake, it was You're like, like fuck the, fuck it the didn't logic. even matter because yeah. she was like a third of the size of the first kitten I saw. And mm. I was like, no, yeah, this resist. is a Cupcake. I, this is for me. Mm. So then that was horrible. So then I'm like crying. I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Like now I, how could I love? And I, the amount of love I had for my cat and At had only point, knowing yeah. her. For, I'm like, I don't even know her, but I do know her. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved no, her so sure. much. She, and I love her so much Like now. two days in, she was like, I gave birth to her. She, this is my daughter. <laughs> Know, you know, like, she was so attached. That's what I say. No, I, that, I understand. Like, I, I had the, the dragon for, we had him for maybe three months when he had that seizure. And I was like, if he dies, I'll be fucking devastated. And I, and he's not like my dog or my cat that I like sleep with them and cuddle them. It's not like that. But still, when he looks at me, I see recognition. And when I put right? him on the floor, he runs and climbs up to, onto me. So I'm like, oh, we're bonded for life. You know, it doesn't matter what species you are, how old you are, how long I've known you. It doesn't matter. There's a connection that I know that you're happy and I did that and I relate to that and it makes me feel good. You know, I really feel like the bond I have with Cupcake when she was so, so little, like the first like three months of her life, she was so like attached to me, you know, like very cuddly and sweet. And like now I feel like she's a teenager, Uh you know, but at the same time. I feel I also know that she's kind of has my personality because there'll be times where I'll see her with Eric and she'll be so sweet mm-hmm. and like rubbing on his face and then she'll pull back, she'll look at him and she'll just strike him. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's my girl. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, she's, but she's that's so hilarious. No, my, my cat's not like that, but my cat is definitely like oh, your, schizo. Your, your cat's so sweet. She's that's sweet. the personality you're seeing right now. But she'll like keep us up all night, jumping on us. She'll, she'll like leap off her, because we have a stand in the bedroom. She'll leap off of it right under my head. She'll <laughs> leap off of it right under my chest. She'll run onto the bed, leap off the bed onto my chest, and then onto the thing. Like, boom, hit me in the chest. Like, <gasps> and she'll be jumping off the walls and knocking everything down. And, uh, you know, she won't let us sleep. She doesn't want to let us sleep. She'll sleep in the day and stay up all night keeping us awake that's amazing so it's like wrestling she's jumping from the ropes yes and shit, exactly. getting momentum. She's getting, yes she is like <laughs> a gymnast amazing. getting momentum before they hit their last that's that's floor funny. routine jump cupcake she loves to sleep she'll sleep in bed all day if you're if you're in bed sleeping she'll be in bed sleeping no my cat goes back and forth but normally she's pretty nocturnal she definitely that's so funny night. she's yeah. very cute and she's very sweet she does like us and likes attention but she won't let me like hold her if i try to hold her she and freak out and run away i was holding but if i just her. pet her she, she will like temporarily and maybe like she's so sweet for a little okay. while okay. for a little while maybe but when she's not in the mood she's not in the mood she's not like she's not gonna let me hold her and pet her anytime i want it's got to be on her terms they definitely have those personalities yeah she has her line that i can't cross but she gets along with my dog, which is the main reason why I like her. <laughs> yes, they were so cute wrestling. Yes, we have. Uh, I could have a whole TV show about them wrestling, and I think people would watch it. Oh, so I have a, I have a pretty good question. Go so, ahead, go um, ahead. Lila, so we all went to college. Okay. Uh, you know, Lila, Washington State, me, University of Utah, and then Albert, Purdue. Um, Lila told me something really interesting. So she, like, 
um so like when she would go to college she'd have to like she would come back and like you know there'd still be that like bond okay with, with the pets from home yeah it's like it was, i never thought about that because i never had a pet i never had a pet like growing up like that yeah like where i was i'd be gone at college like did you guys feel homesick for your pets i guess is what i'm asking because i never thought about that um well i didn't have a pet at home i had my pet in college so when i was home we had a pet growing up a dog but he got hit by a car when I was like a senior in high school mm-hmm. and died. So when I went to college, we didn't have a home pet anymore, but I got a dog in college. And at that time, if you don't, I have a long story with my wife, Diana, but her and I were like doing joint custody with the dog. And when I was in college and she and we, her and I broke up and she ended up keeping the dog. Then I didn't see my dog for like years because I ended up going to Korea and all that shit. So I came to visit her one time and the dog was there and the dog didn't recognize me at first, was barking at me, growling at me. But, you know, within 10 seconds, it was Aww. all over me. Like, it wanted to jump in the car with me and was staying right next to me. Like, it was oh my, my dog again. So I do believe that, you know, that there's that attachment that spans time and all that. Oh, yeah. Like, the, you see the lion guys, you know, the guys that the lion comes from the jungle or whatever the fuck, the bear that they raise as a cub comes up and they remember them and they're wrestling and shit. So I think animals definitely build bonds with people. But they still might eat you. Yeah, <laughs> that's not gonna stop funny. a bear or a lion from eating or even a dog i think my dog might have attacked me if i was like not confident or calm, what would you say like uh slow you know even at that moment when he was barking and growling at me i had to give him a chance to like remember me mm-hmm. so it's like you can't just i don't know sometimes i feel i feel like much. i feel like your pets find you like my um oh, yeah. my cat jumbo so it's like my original love of my life, Jumbo. I got him when I was in the first grade. And he was a really small kitten when I got him too. And I, we like grew up together, you know. And when I went off to college and I would come home to, uh, you know, visit my parents for holidays. Jumbo, he was, ex- he would he would come to you calling his name. He was yeah. a very large cat, Mancoon. Wow. And um, was... People would mistake him for a dog and very friendly, greet people at the door. We're talking 15 pound cat? No, like 20 pounds. Holy shit, that's a giant cat. And not only just, but not, I wouldn't, he didn't look fat because he was, he had a big head. They have giant heads. A giant head and just, he was just so sweet. And our, I was, I felt like with Jumbo, um, he was like the last kind of uh, part of my childhood in a Mm. way, you know? And when he died, I was 22. And my parents didn't tell me that he died. He died in August and they didn't tell me till November. And the way that I got told was my sister picked me up from the airport and we uh, we were going to my parents for Thanksgiving and we're in the car and my sister is like, oh, I have something to tell you. She's like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh my God. I was so happy. I was like, oh my God. I literally thought you were going to tell me that Jumbo was dead. And she was like, yeah, and Jumbo is dead. Yes. And so I was like crying and like happy at the same time. It was so messed up. And then (laughs) I came home and I'm like, mom, where's Jumbo? And he had died and she didn't want to tell me that he died in August because during that time in my life, like, I was going through a breakup and like I was really struggling at work and it was just like, you know, I was living in San Diego and there was just a lot going on and my mom just didn't want to like add. And what's crazy is because I'd always ask about my cat and then like my Mm -hmm. mom would like, you know, talk about the cat. So even now, like 
It took me like I, my mom is so amazing. I love her so much. You know, she she's the most amazing woman. But like even now, there's a part of me that's like uh, I understand why she didn't yeah. tell me, but it's still like just makes me it sad. Hurt. You know, yeah. like I miss my cat, and so it's died of natural causes or another. Yeah, Toyota? you know, he just died. Uh, he died because he was old. Okay. Um, but. So it's crazy to think that, like, you know, now Cupcake, she's my first girl cat. Mm. Jumbo was a boy. And they're totally different. You know, mm. I think a girl cat and a boy cat, like, there's just different things about definitely. them. No, but um, she's definitely, like, she's like a little diva where, like, Jumbo was, like, my homie, you Hang know? Out. Yeah. And, and I, but oh, I, I love that, you know, I got her when she was a kitten the way the way that it all played out and like, you know, she's like a symbol of me and Eric's relationship and yeah, our love. Like and so I think uh, my cat, like you said, found me pebbles uh, in a time where I was feeling really bad. I had uh, just long story short, I had gone on a, I was, I was a teacher in a ghetto high school before in Indiana. Like I was working at an animal hospital and I hated it. It was just terrible schedule. I didn't hate the job. It was just a really awful schedule. So then I was a high school teacher. It's a way better schedule. Right. But I hated it too. So then I was looking for other things to do. I tried to sell health insurance and I went on this like training trip and I got all wasted and got kicked out of the party <laughs> and made a total ass out of myself and uh, overslept and missed my flight and had to like pay for all this shit. Ended up costing me and my wife a whole bunch of money and it was, I just felt like an asshole. So the next day I didn't go to work. Like I was supposed to go teach the next day and I called off and I went with my wife to work. And at the time she was selling uh, hoof health products for dairy farms the cow's hooves like they walk through these hoof baths so they don't get warts on their feet and she was selling a product that they put into the water to, to like kill warts and so i went with her and uh, i'm sitting there in the truck feeling bad about myself just like feeling like a piece of shit and uh the this cat was was there and a long time before that maybe like a month before that my cat or my sister my, bad, my wife had sent me a video of a cat who had a prolapsed rectum so oh you know what that gosh. is? Doesn't sound good. So it's like their their butt is hanging out of their butthole, right? Their intestines mm -hmm. are hanging out of their rectum. So she she sent me this video of a kitten, a little black cat with a prolapsed rectum, and I'm like, well, nothing you can do about it. It lives at a cow barn. You know, I'm not gonna pay for it to have surgery. You know, it might not make it. So I'm just like, leave it alone. But then I go there and I see this little black cat, and I'm like, is that the same cat? And then we look at its butt, and it has like a weird little butthole, but it's like almost healed. And prolapsed rectums is not too uncommon for young animals and it will heal itself over time sometimes and with the mom like the mother cats will like lick it and lick it and lick it and push it back in and sometimes that'll heal it enough mm -hmm. and then as they get bigger and their you know their sphincter muscle gets tighter it'll fix the prolapse on its own so this cat ended up healing itself and we saw it all this time later and i i didn't know it was the same cat until i saw the the weird looking butthole i'm like holy shit it's the same cat and then that little cat started following us around just like randomly and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cute. And then I was just like, had wanted another pet for a while. Wanted another pet, but we didn't want another dog or a cat. We just didn't want that much responsibility, right? I really was looking at getting a rat. That's what I've had in my mind for a long time. Uh, but she's not so on board with that, my wife. Mm -hmm. So cat, cat it is. But that day, the cat was following us. And then I pet it for a while. And then I was like, all right, I don't really want another cat. So we like left, right? And then she needed to go back to that same farm for something else. And I was told myself in my head, if that cat is still there, I'm going to take it, right? And so we go back there, and the cat's not there, and I'm just Aww. a little bit sad. And we just are walking around. She's got to go talk to some dude. And then the cat comes out from the bush and, like, starts following me again. Oh, my god! And I'm like, oh, shit. But then I, it already, like, you know, I didn't 
take it because I had told myself it's got to be there when we show up. Like I made a very strict like rule. It's got to be right there where I left it when I come back or I'm not taking it. So we had walked around a little bit before it like saw me again and started following me. So I already had like resisted the urge. I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. But then the cat was in the, the, the gravel driveway playing with a rock, just like batting it between its hands, you know, just like playing with it like that. You know how cats like just bat shit back and forth to each other. And I was just like, man, that's the cutest shit I've ever seen. I have to take the cat. Oh, and, my God. Uh, my wife is like, what's his name? And I'm like, Pebbles. Because it was Aww. playing with the pebbles, you know? And then we, the name matched the moment, matched like what I needed. And then the cat was like sleeping on me the whole ride home. It made me so much feel so much better. I was like, oh, man, I'm so glad that I came. I'm so glad that I came. So glad I met the cat. So glad that we came back a second time. You know, just all those little, uh, what do you call them? Uh, what do you call them? Uh, serendipitous moments or whatever. Yes. It's just like, wow, it's just crazy. Crazy when you try to like deny something that you really, really want, but it keeps presenting to itself to you, obviously. And then you end up with a pet. This yeah. is like most pet owner stories. Like my pet chose me. Like, yeah, and I, I really, really wanted a white cat, mm. which I think is like, I mean, it's I feel like they're hard to find. See, but I was like, yeah, no, rare. I want a white cat. More rare. And you're, you know, I, when I was looking on Craigslist, all the white cats I saw, they were super expensive, right? And then um, my friend actually got a bangle, which was, oh, wow. you know, and it, it's a very cute cat. Mm. And when we got Cupcake, we didn't know what kind of cat she was. Because she was so little. Right. And then she grew to be this cow mini, which, you know, is apparently a super expensive breed. And, wow. Uh, but she's beautiful. And I'm just so grateful to be able to, like, love her so much and to see Eric love her so much. And just she's grown as our relationship. She, um, she turned one in October. Oh, okay. So she's like one and a half-ish. All right. But you guys got any qu questions about Cupcake? Because we have a bunch of questions actually coming in from Facebook. Oh, really? So we can answer you guys' as pet questions. Do you have any pet questions? Um, I mean, there's there's questions coming in. We can answer those. Okay, let's see what we got. But we can ask you questions about yeah, our cat? Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So oh, we both. have a staircase, yeah. uh -huh. and I'm really trying to get her not to scratch the carpet. Okay. It's really hard Best to way, uh, you just got to get more scratching posts. Like, there's only one way. Give them something else to scratch, and every time you catch them doing it, take them off of that, put them onto the other thing, but that means you got to be there, and the more they scratch something, the more they're going to want to scratch it. Oh so you got to, like, put something <laughs> over it. Put on some covering. So my question is, Go ahead. I've read online that, uh, like, applying catnip to the scratching post. Okay, some cats like catnip, some cats don't. My cat could give a shit. My cat doesn't react to the, to the catnip at all. It's like 50-50. What's like an incentive besides food? Is there uh, is that praise? the No, for cats it's really hard. I think it's more yeah. like keeping them away. Okay, so they got to scratch something, right? It's their instinct. So if you are, make it unable for them to scratch the stairs, they're going to have to find something else. So present them with something else. A scratch post. Get another scratch post. Take the scratch posts you have and put them different places and the cat will have to go to that. And then the more they're scratching the scratch post, the less they're scratching the stairs, the more likely they're going to scratch the scratch post and not scratch the stairs. But as long as the stairs are an option, they're going to keep doing it. You got to either cover them up or be there every time to take the cat and move it to an alternative. But to try to expect them not to scratch is impossible. Trimming their nails helps. Obviously, your last case that you want to try is the declawing, which I never recommend, but it's an option. Uh, but other than that, Giving them plenty of scratch posts. That's the only thing that works. Okay. What have you guys tried? Uh, we I cut her nails. Cutting nails works, but I, they some some 
people say the more you cut their nails, the more that they want to scratch too. That it could have the opposite effect. That that the sensation of their nails growing is going to make them want to need more. You know, mm-hmm. scratching at the stuff more. Uh, but they definitely do less damage when the nails are cut. But it's still the the behavior is still there. Yeah, it's tough because I've done like the first step you talked about of anytime she does it, I'll pick her up and I'll put her on the the, the scratching post or putting her near our scratching little areas. And then sometimes even I'll mimic, you know, what scratching looks sure. like. She's just staring at me like, that. look at this fucking idiot. Sure, like, why, you you know, it's like, well, what? the other thing you got to get is scr- appropriate scratching posts. Like you got to have tall ones, short ones, horizontal ones, diagonal ones. And the thing that people always mess up is if you get a scratch post where they can't reach all the way up, fully extend their back, their shoulders, and stretch out their back and their claws, it's not tall enough. So if your couch, the back of your couch is five foot tall, but your scratch post is three feet tall, they're going to go for the back of the couch every time, or the bed, or the post, or the chair, whatever is like that five foot tall that they could reach all the way up. That's why we have the tall scratch post, because that's a very common issue. And then the other thing is that cats, some cats like to stretch up, down, like uh, horizontally. So you need those long boards that people put on the floor that have the you know the crinkled cardboard or the carpeting and you know scratch post is just carpeting on wood you don't have to buy it you could just find old carpet and pieces of wood and hammer and nails and you got yourself a scratch post people give it away online all the time this one that you see in front of you somebody gave us online the one on top we bought the one in the back i stole from my work uh but other than that People give that shit away online. People get cats and they can't figure out how to get their cats to stop scratching or pissing outside the litter box. So they just get rid of their cats. And so so then there's all this cat stuff that's just free, available, or cheap online that you guys should definitely look into. Uh, But the different kinds of substrate too, some cats like the carpet fiber, some cats like the wool, some cats like something harder or softer that they can scratch on. So you really just got to try a bunch of stuff and see what works. But no, don't give up. Don't give up. The last thing we need is more pets in the shelters. For stupid shit like scratching your furniture that's just you know you get a cat they're gonna scratch your furniture that's just it's gonna happen and it's not fun but you know cats gotta scratch the declawing it's an option you guys never consider that hell no yeah good for you most doctors seems, won't do it i think it might be illegal in los angeles well, to be honest unethical to yeah, me yeah absolutely but in my opinion do i prefer you to do an unethical surgery or put your cat in the shelter unethical surgery i'm tired of the cats in the shelter yeah. go to a shelter there's nothing more sad than that a declawed cat is sad sure but a thousand cats that have been living in a cage for eight to twelve years, more sad, more sad. Yeah, shelters are very sad. Out Super here. sad. I try my best not to think about it because it just makes me more sad. Uh, okay. Any other cat questions? Those are good ones. Anything else? Okay. Okay. What do we got from the internet? They said uh, my friend Alec Minero. I think he lives in New York. He says he's a comic. I did shows with in Korea. Do you think pets appreciate you cleaning their ears? Eyes, mouths, and nose, noses. Uh, absolutely, yeah, right. You clean your cat's yes. Eyes I and ears I, and I nose. love cleaning her little eyes. Absolutely, and just I love doing those kind of things because it makes me happy knowing I'm helping her. It's very mothering. It's very nurturing, and I think they totally uh, associate that cleaning of their eyes, ears, nose, and mouth as like a mothering, mm-hmm. like a what would call it behavior, like a natural instinct type behavior. Like your your mom does it to you, and babies and moms, uh, you know, moms do it to their baby animals. Lick their faces, lick their ears, clean their. Well, when Cupcake was like seven months old, she lost all the fur on her face. Oh, really? She had an allergic reaction to something. I think because we were living in the mold infested apartment. That's really sad. And so I took her to the vet, 
And uh, they gave me this cream, so I had to apply that on her face, and her it grew back, but she looked like a rodent. Wow, that's super sad. <laughs> From my memory, it was uh, it was earlier in her life because what happened was. Uh, Maybe I'm saying seven weeks, not seven. Yeah, seven, weeks. seven, okay. seven weeks. I, I think is actually way more spot on. I was picturing the tiny weeks. baby. Yeah, because yeah, what happened weeks. was, you know, this is before she had gotten potty trained, and this was kind of during like the parvo and post parvo recovery. That's what I was imagining. Around the time when she was already kind of sick. So she's shitting on the floor a lot. I'm cleaning it up with like bleach because she's not getting into the litter box. She eventually got into the litter box, but what happened was when she wasn't getting into the litter box, I would clean the area, and then. Once in a while, I would forget to, after the bleach layer, to do, like, another water layer. And so she would, like, sniff the bleach, and that's what popped her. Uh, Maybe. Figure out. No, no, for sure. That, yeah, uh, I'm, the, I'm, the, reason why she yeah. lo- I'm the well, reason why she lost her hair. <laughs> it's crazy to think that there was a time that our cat was literally shitting everywhere. That's sad. Because she couldn't make it. And, I mean, it would just be, like, surprise shits. Oh, it was, yeah, it was. She's been through a lot, but now she lives an amazing life, and she's so happy. It's, sure. so, it's sometimes I look at her and like she's such a little diva queen and I'm like, my goodness, you know, what would have happened if I didn't find her? You know, and I'm so grateful. Oh, they, they appreciate she's it in that, my in life. That bonding time when they're little and you're cleaning their faces and cleaning their butts. And they, that's they, they that's when they bond. That's how they know that you're there to take care of them. I mean, and many, many times when you're dealing with like a young animal that's not your pet is, uh, you know, feral kittens or feral dogs. That's when they calm down. They calm down when you're cleaning their ears and cleaning their eyes because that's it makes them super uncomfortable, right? They have crust in their eyes and their ears are all itchy and irritated or they got, you know, fleas and then you give them a bath, you clean their butt and they, you know, it doesn't itch and you clean their private parts, it doesn't burn, clean their ears and they don't itch, you clean their eyes, they can see and then they like calm down. They're like, oh, you're not an enemy. You're not a threat to me. They, they don't like being wet. They don't like being held down. But once you're done with it, if you know how to hold them, you got the right equipment. You got everything you need to like give a dog a bath, clean its eyes, and you, you know what you're doing. And it's over fast. It doesn't take that much time. And then they're like cool. They're calm. They totally change their demeanor after you simple like nurturing care, like any any kind of cleaning them. Uh, they react to that really well. It, it helps them. Uh, their stress goes down, and then they heal faster. You know, stress d- d- delays healing. So that's like one on one with taking care of animals. They got to be clean first, right? Mm-hmm. So that bonding I think helps with their their stress levels and then they're healing. Imagine if you had like a sponge bath every time you were sick, you'd probably get better faster. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, when I, whenever I take care of like her poop, even she is very happy. She's like, she'll, she'll reward me. You know, it's like that, mm-hmm. that whole uh, Pavlov theory. She's going to try and reward me with like, Oh, I'll nuzzle you if you, yeah. uh, if you do that. So it's, it's They're interesting. Smart. She's it's actually to prove Palio's point. We used to live in a room in an apartment now, with our living situation, the apartment's a lot more expansive. We only have one roommate besides Lila and I, and he's really cool. Yeah, um, and so super cool. Yeah, and he, uh, and so he allows like Cupcake to roam free as well. So she has the whole house. Yeah, that's awesome. We have cat. we have two and a half bathrooms. The half bathroom we joke is Cupcake's bathroom because mm-hmm. Lila and I have a bathroom. Alan has a bathroom, and then the one downstairs, the guest bathroom, that's Cupcake's bathroom, because that's where she shits and eats. And so that one, we actually tell all of our guests, you have to keep it open for Cupcake. For that's cat. her bathroom. Mm. You know, so it's cool that she has her own space. Definitely. She can go all the floors. She's obsessed. Like, cats love, um, they love space in general, but uh, vertical square yeah, footage, they, like they prefer more than horizontal Absolutely. square footage, because... Mm. 
she, you know, my parents' house, you know, there was like a time we were, we were waiting for the apartment to get ready. So we had to like stay at my parents' house for a little bit. And, you know, she liked, you know, the expansiveness of my parents, but it's all horizontal, right? It's all one floor. You know, she is much more happy with, like we have like 35 stairs right so so you know it's three floors she loves that she okay. she that's what we build and a little she's castle. so in shape yes, see, that's, I, I love your i they love the your i love your setup here that's that's a, there's a lot of little sleeping spots yes, for her that's and the she same kind stretch. of thing we have in the bedroom you guys ever watch that uh punky guy on the animal planet that punky cat expert he's got like big old gauges in his ears and all spiky oh hair. yeah 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 my uh they, my angry cat or something my like that. Evil, my cat from hell. My cat from hell. I love yeah, that show. So, so I funny. I did not like this guy. I hate celebrity animal professionals. I really just don't think it's something that you should like try to make celebrity off of, like helping people with their pets. It should be more altruistic. But w- what the fuck? I'm doing it right now on my podcast, so I'm a hypocrite. But uh, <laughs> this dude, I didn't respect him because of the way he looked. But then the one thing, he had this episode about cats. And I saw the episode and I was just like, man, he said all the things that I would have said. So then I have to respect him. And one of the things he said was about making levels, like putting shelves up and just different levels of shelves on your walls that the cat could like jump from just to make your cat feel at home. And anything that you could do to, uh, you know, enrich your animal's environment is going to make them a happier pet. And like you said, they're going to reward you with that with love, good catness. Yeah. You're the cat that you like, not a cat that you hate. Pets, pet, you don't want to hate your pet. Your pet doesn't want to hate you. It's really like, lack of education i think most people's problem that they don't do proper research before getting pets or they don't have the forethought of what their lives are going to be like in the future which you know it could be any, anybody can make that mistake uh, but then the animals end up paying for it we got more more questions from the internet uh guam felix from the comedy store asks why do dogs like licking feet uh interesting question you guys got any uh, theories <laughs> Is I it a peanut think, butter thing? I just th- I've always thought dogs are perverts. That's why I like cats more than dogs. Because <laughs> literally every dog I've ever met goes straight to the crotch, oh, like straight yeah. to my crotch. Or always wants smells. to sniff it. They want to know if you're a boy or a girl. This is why. Uh, this is why I like cats more than dogs because it's like the old age debate. Like, which one do you like more? I like cats because they're self sufficient. They're self cleaning, and you know they have that personality of like, when I want to hang out with you, I want to. When I want to be alone, I can be alone. I, one of my favorite parts about Cupcake is she has like her spots in the house where yeah. she goes and chills. Uh, Lila's closet, the windowsill, you know, various places throughout the house. A dog is just like a needy girlfriend. Like as soon as you yeah. go, hey, hey, I've been waiting for you the whole time, you know. That's my dog. And for so sure. I just got to be right under your feet. I have your a, legs. I have a lesser opinion of dogs and versus cats. Eh. So that's my. Uh, that's my. There. Yeah, that's my little shot at it. I think the dogs just like things that smell. Like you said, they sniff your crotch, they sniff your butt. They just like things that smell. That's why they like your stinky ass feet. Because your feet stink. Guam, that's why. You need to fucking wash your feet, dude. Get get two pairs of socks. <laughs> Something. Uh, Travis Van Ryan, you know who that is? I do. Travis suggests that the problem might be uh, the saltiness of the sweatiness on your feet. Do dogs really like salt that much? They I love know. it. I think I think they like bacon. Yeah, they like bacon. I think they like the fat and the meat less than the salty part. I don't know about that. They have, uh, I mean, but they like chips. Like, my dog loves chips. My dog likes, but my, I think dogs are just pretty not picky. No, I think it's what between what you and Travis said. So, like, Saltiness what you and stinkiness. Like what, like, what you said, it's like they're like flies, you know, where what we think is disgusting to them is like really attractive. But, yeah. but also, uh, you're right, you know, like the saltiness, like Lila said, the bacon. That's a good call. Yeah, no, they like salted meats. Any kind of, yeah, you're right. They, but, what about you guys' cat? Is it a pretty picky eater? Does it eat people food? I don't think my cat even has any interest 
and people food. She likes chicken noodle soup. She'll come up if it's like, if you're eating something that smells similar to her cat food. Sure. I, we just give our cat hard food, just hard food. So she doesn't ever, ever try to beg from our people food unless it's like something she just wants to play with. Oh, this reminds me. Uh, speaking of her liking chicken noodle soup, this was my worst moment as a, a cat father. Um, I accidentally spilled really hot s- a soup, like a little bit of it on her foot. Huh. And she was like, it, she wasn't like permanently damaged, but it was like when you get hurt and you're like, you're like, you know, walking it off because yeah. you're limping you're like a little bit. So it's yeah. like, yeah, she was like ginger for a sec. I felt so bad. Aww. And part yeah. of it was because I was trying oh. to trying to get soup for my girl. So I just spilled some of my girl soup. So she's pissed. And then I spilled it on our child. So she's extra pissed. So it was uh-huh. like. Eh, it's like a, a dad dropping a kid on his head. Yeah. The equivalent. Uh, we got another question from Niles Abstin. He says, why you got so many fish? Why you got so many goddamn fish? Sorry. Because I love fish. <laughs> no, I, I just, I love I love them. Where did it start from? The first beta to the to the. 13th. So we actually had we actually had a beta too when we had cupcake. We we always had a beta together. Me and Eric did, and that beta is in a. Uh, he's still alive and has been with us the longest. But um, no, it's how long, just ha- how long has it been with you guys? So like two years. Yeah, two years. Oh, so shit. that beta how long is. Where do they live? So for like uh up to upwards of five years if you really take care of them. The longest I had was a five-year-old beta. Yeah, three to five years. Holy shit. Yeah, so um, I think like we just have a lot because we have places to put them now. Just like I would definitely, I would want to get a dog. I'd want to get another cat. If we got a house, I would get a dog. What about bigger animals? You guys into like horses and shit like that? No. Nothing like that? I mean, it's Lila. She's not into big or anything. You know, mm-hmm. I think I, you know, bit, you know, big animals to me. I, I don't really like them. I think the only time I ever rode a horse, I'm not, I don't remember this, but I was told I was thrown off it as a kid. So I, you know, I've never really had uh, much fondness for the the big animals. I think Lila likes betta fish so much because she just she she has like an ability to um, see personality and uh, like. Uh, people that are animals that normally wouldn't be liked. Mm. I mean, if you think about it, a betta fish, like they are, they're literally like a murderer who's in solitary confinement. Yeah. That is, that it's like when you see them, like those movies where it's the, the person in the straight jacket right. and Locked they're like asking them, that's a betta fish because we feed them from it. We just throw food at them because we're like, afraid to get if close. There's a mirror <laughs> in front of a betta fish. It will kill itself. It's because it fights to the death because it thinks that's another fish. Hey man. So it's just their man of principle. They're bizarre, but you know, Lila's, cool enough to love them i guess if you put a male and a female together will they kill each other or will they mate um they have to it has to be during the right time oh, period okay. but eric brings up a good point yeah I, when i go to petco i don't always get a beta fish but um i have to feel some sort of like attachment to it like Something i really drawn well and yeah and then um like my i said my favorite ones you know when i saw them <laughs> when i saw them at petco you know and it was just like i looked into that little bowl yeah. And we made eye contact and he swam furiously. I knew he had strength, right? <laughs> I had to bring him home. But I I just I just love them so much. They make me so happy and I really like to grow my plants with them mm. as well. Yeah, you know, so life. 
That's what, remember, we were, I think we were talking about it with you guys. So my cousin has the shower plants growing all around oh, just from yeah. the mist. And I want more plants. We talk about it all the time. We need more plants. We have the animals. Now we need the plants. And I just like watching stuff grow. And I think the same thing. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah, what it is. I love, I love watching it grow and then just knowing like, wow, I was part of that. Yeah, and then like, I was able to give this animal like the, a great the life. You're, right? you're, you're planting your seeds, watching them grow, all the money analogies. That's funny. I actually, I just thought of a question, a good uh, animal question. Is there any plant like I should stay away from? Because like if a cat ate it, it'll hurt it. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch. I'm of sure them, I could look it I'll up. But you, is there like yeah, a, is no. there like a good one? Like, I, like flowers are the big one for cats, and especially. Oh my like, god, tulips. really? Yeah. Oh my, I, think, I had no idea. I think everybody should have like uh, the plants that your animals are more likely to have negative reactions with, like on your refrigerator. Oh no, that's a. I mean, it's just it's. I should I should look at. I just never thought of it no, until just it's, now. It's like a good list, but uh, a lot of plants. So they got uh, Amaryllis, Autumn Crocus, Azaleas. Uh, I'm so sure a lot of pretty on, 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 flowers. On. Yeah, a bunch of flowers. So that's that's really good to know. Chrysanthemums. I would have never thought beans, flowers. Azaleas, a bunch of different kind of flowers. That's what people don't know. A lot of it. No, this is actually. I'm so glad I asked. Because that's that. the first thing cats want to go after. Too. Yeah, so, they want to go after something that's bright. So messed fragrant. up. Flowers, the deadly killer. Damn. Lilies. That's the one that people commonly Ooh, have in their house. Lilies. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Okay. For sure. I, uh, uh, yeah, because like we're cause we have a couple indoor plants, and that's that's what got me out thinking about that. Yeah, be careful of those, and everybody look it up for your dogs too. Dogs are allergic to like garlic and grapes and onions and. Besides chocolate, people know about chocolate, but uh, garlic and grapes and onion. Yep. Uh, what else? Anybody have any other questions on here? None, none that I see. Okay, so no other questions from the internet. So then we have our uh, the only segments we have on the Peppy Podcast besides the questions from the internet is uh, how do you feel about eating animals? Do you feel ethically like it's right or wrong to eat animals? Yeah, you can go. Um, I so. Uh, in my climate change class in college, I thought this was one of the most fascinating things I read about. So if we have a diet that we currently have as Americans where we eat meat like two to three meals a day, that is unsustainable. We don't have enough uh, we don't have enough plants that we can grow on the earth to feed that many you know, cows over time and including the pollution, right? And that's part that's actually the biggest contributor to climate change is all of the uh, methane the, from the cow farts. Yeah, all, all the all the cows we we have to have like all the domesticated animals. There's a there's a a lot like the way we the, the way we slaughter them, the yeah. way we get rid of the waste. There's so many various aspects to this that are very insidious. But vegans are wrong as well. We do not have enough landmass on the earth to sustain the amount of plants it would take to feed everybody. So it's got to be what, a balance. What is the answer? It is animal byproducts, mm. eggs, uh, milk. milk. These are things that are very sustainable. In fact, that if you want to be an environmentally, you know, conscious person, that is the thing you need to do. Mm. We, Lila on small talk. So we keep the animals alive. Keep them happy. Yeah, keep them healthy and eat their products. Yeah, Lila on small talk live episode eight. We did a joke about you know veganism has gotten to the point. We are burning down sections of the Amazon to make way to make more soybean fields mm. in the Amazon. The and so products. actually it's gotten to the point where veganism has harmed the environment. Yeah, nobody cares just because it's trendy. Yeah, trendy. so it, 
you know, you got to get we got to find this nice balance of mm-hmm. where we incorporate a lot more eggs, milk, cheese, these animal by- byproducts that are super accessible. We can have them all the time. They're very healthy. An egg is six grams of protein. People, oh, yeah. it's the cheapest thing in the world. Yeah, go ahead. And um, I, you know, I have fish, but I love seafood. Yeah, I do. I love seafood, and I, I like to eat animals. Yeah, that's oh my like, gosh. that's one of the uh, yeah. points I mean, of my I, podcast. The the hypocrisy of the fact that I love animals, but they're delicious. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I I think like we just have to be more conscious. I think because I love animals, I just feel like we should eat less animals. We yeah. should be more. Uh, you know, ethical with the way that we raise, kill, eat them, and just be exactly. more. If we appreciated it more, we would we would eat less, and we wouldn't be able to just go buy a cheap cut from Vaughn's. That you would have to mm-hmm. actually like go to a butcher or actually kill the animal yourself or raise it yourself, and then mm-hmm. you probably would be less likely to want to kill it. You'd be more likely to, like you said, eat the cheese that comes from your cow and the milk that comes from your cow or the products you can make from it. Well, I, I mean, when I think about you know seafood too, I remember you know going fishing with my dad mm. a lot and like catching the fish and yeah. then my mom cooking it and it's different right yeah it's different and feeling. it's and yet and it's just um i just felt like it was it's it's natural yeah. it's natural i can think god uh can i ask you uh it's for you to pose this question on future episodes sure. of the psychology of which animals we find okay to eat and which sure. ones we don't. Oh, it's come up. That it's one's up fascinating to me. It comes it's up like, all the time because people find out I lived in Korea, Asia. They're like, oh, did yes. you eat dogs? I'm like, no, I didn't. But I don't think it's bad. The people that did eat them, I don't think that they're bad people. I think it's a super fascinating psychology. I used to have a roommate who's from Mongolia. Okay. Typically, they eat horses out there. You know, not very common to be thought of as like, oh, you can eat that because it's a, it's an animal we find very useful. We find it attractive. So there's multiple uh, stigmas associated with the psychology of it. But I just think it's so interesting that, you know, we, we breed certain animals and domesticate them for slaughter, you know, chickens, pigs, cows. And so we see them as, you know, vessels for storing food. And there, there's some reason chickens are literally the most efficient eating animal on Earth. They are made to be eaten. Yeah, like the way the, the way the weight breaks down um, versus how much uh, meat you get, it's the highest ratio in the, like, possible. It's so, very efficient. So yeah. it's there. there's some reason to it, but, you know, a chicken is a really beautiful animal. Same thing with a pig and a cow. You can actually, there. there's a lot of beauty to it. Yeah. So I find it interesting that, you know, we, we chose dogs and cats as, you know. These domesticated pets. You know, as like the, you know, we goes back it's to Egypt, yeah. you know, and stuff, but versus like, you know, pigs, they were always to slaughter. So it's really interesting. I, yeah, there's no, there's no clear answer, but I, I believe that, you know, it's, it's one animal is, a, is as, valuable as another right just for a different purpose like just because we don't eat our dog we need him for companionship but we need the cow for food or we need the fish for food or we eat the octopus i was just reading online about uh the world wants to eat more octopus but is octopus farming ethical because they're such an intelligent creature mm-hmm. so yeah maybe we want to eat more seafood and less red meat but now we're in capti- captivating what capturing these these uh octopi is it octopuses octopi yeah they're fascinatingly intelligent super smart the like the level of intelligence that they exhibit in terms of um get uh, trying to solve problems right, problem solving novel skills. problem solving too which is something that apes don't even show all the time the novel problem solving which is a new problem they'll right. figure out the first time right. not a game that they keep playing and getting better it, at it's so yeah. impressive they are actually like some people think octopi are 
aliens because they are such an advanced, unique species that doesn't really have a lot of connection to everything. I'm not sure I believe that, but they are that level of fascinating and like uh, off the charts uh, intelligent. No, I, I, I was, I wouldn't even have thought of that if you didn't mention the seafood thing that you love fish, but you eat fish. And then I was thinking like, and we don't, we don't consider that fish also like my beta fish when I'm ready to feed him, when he sees the little flake jar, he comes forward. Right. He's smart. He knows he's about to eat. Did and you ever uh, know that about betas before? I didn't know shit. I knew that I saw him in a pet store and felt sorry for him for living in a cup. So but how I, do you feel now, like when you feel this connection towards the beta? Uh, like I'm gonna end up with more. That Yay. I'll end up with more, and that he's gonna probably live forever, and uh, I'll be sad when he dies. But you know, like like that, I should do more for him. Like I'm tempted to get a bigger tank, but really, I just want a bigger place so we can have more pets yeah but the beta itself i feel like is a beginner fish i want like a bigger fish tank mm-hmm. like with more fish inside of it you know and i i had one when i was a little bit younger my mom had one when i was like in high school i and feel like you'd be good just, at it yeah it was it was a lot of fun we would just like go to the store because fish would die and we would go buy new ones but yeah. we'd try to find something like fun something pretty something that we could just get stoned and stare at for a while but that was always like fun thing to do when i was young keep the fish tank clean go buy really pretty fish, put them in there, and just, like, stare at them. And I always, like, enjoyed that enough. Like, I was telling my wife the other day, when I was a kid, I never wa- watched sports. I never cared about sports. But I would stare at the fish tank. I would play with my dog. I would go around the neighborhood trying to make friends with the cats. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that that was way more so fun for sweet. me than watching sports on TV. And I liked watching TV. I watched The Simpsons. I watched The Ninja Turtles. But I didn't care about sports. So I needed, like, other things to fill up my time because all my friends like sports. So it was just, like... I always knew animals were more interesting. It's like I could watch the Discovery Channel. Can't watch a whole baseball game. You know what I mean? That's so funny. Well, I feel like you would be really good at being a fish dad because, uh, I mean, I'm really impressed just coming into your place. It's very apparent how much you love each of your animals. Oh, well, They definitely have their – it's set up so cute for your cat and your little bearded dragon, but – I, you know, I really just appreciate what you said about learning so much mm. about your animals because you want to give them the best life. So I yeah. really feel confident that if you got a big tank, like you oh, would be I, really I good at it. Benefit of being educated, having an education, especially in animal welfare, animal health and care. Uh, you know, just the way that I've been able to help people with simple, simple advice. You know, so now when I go looking for advice, I just look for a simple advice, simple advice that makes sense. Because, you know, you're going to find a lot of people trying to sell products, a lot of people trying to sell their point of view, their their way of doing things in, an, in some way, roundabout way. They're trying to sell something. So you try to take like little bits of information from all the people and then make your pet have the best life it could have because you're not like anybody else. You know, what yeah. works for one person's pet isn't going to work for yours. So people are always married to these ideas from like Caesar Milan or the cats from Hell guy. But it's like, you know, those those situations are so single it's such a single situation you're seeing on that tv and you think that that cat's like your cat but you don't know what they edited out you don't know you don't know what they changed you don't know if that's even real you don't know that they didn't just act all that so i I just try really hard not to believe everything i read online i try to find oh yeah absolutely it's good to just try your try your own things but it's like get as much information as you can but at the mm. end of the day you should still make your own decision after and don't trust pet smart all the time those people don't some of them they're like high school dropouts they don't know what the hell is going on all the time you know 
You're well, lucky if you find somebody at PetSmart who knows what they're talking of, about. Like just pet stores in general. Like that's not something I've always I've always loved going to pet stores, mm-hmm. even when I'm not getting anything. Mm-hmm. I just I just love looking yeah, at to me, that's the like different animals. Going to a movie. Like going to the pet yes. store is like going to a movie. I'm gonna yeah. get I'm gonna be entertained. I get to interact. It's like a four D movie. Get to pet them. It's em. so funny. Yeah. Like even Eric knows. Like there's been times I'm like, oh, can we just go to the pet store? I just want to look at the fish. Look or around. just for yeah. me, it's like it's like going to the zoo. Kind yeah, of, you know, it is. I like the zoo too, except for there's too many people there. Yeah, I like the zoo when there's not a lot of people, but there's always a lot of people. Try not to talk too much shit. I appreciate the zoo. It is. Well, that's what, what I'm it saying. Is. I go. I go so much to certain pet stores that they just give me the employee discount because I'm just there. So that's how it should be. That's what I was telling my wife. We're in there all the time buying stuff for our pets. They should definitely give me just like a frequent flyer discount. Yeah, absolutely. I'm checking. We don't have any other questions from the internet, and those are my only segments. All right, so what do you guys want to plug? Uh, we're about to wrap up the podcast. Anything you guys want to plug before we get out of here? Um, So we have uh, Channel 310, so YouTube.com slash Channel 310. We have all of our projects laid out there. Um, we have just shot a couple specials out there. So we have Arthur Hamilton, Shut Your Ass Up. Niles has a special that we just shot. Chelsea Grow has a special that we're shooting on the 27th. Um, Lila is going to be hosting that, actually. So oh, okay. that's pretty cool. The 27th of February? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, so it's coming up this Where week. Where is she filming that? Um, it's a house in Hollywood. We're we're actually we'll uh we'll kinda of, we're about to like get into like promoting it. All right, so cool. like people, send, send us the info, we'll we'll promote yeah, it. Yeah, we got we will try to get a lot of people there. But yeah. So we got a lot of stuff coming this year. We're excited. Um, Lila? Oh, yeah. And then the final thing that we're really excited about is we wrote a cartoon about our cat, Cupcake. Oh, yeah. This is something Eric had mentioned before. Go ahead. Yes. And so we're really excited to uh, be starting to record the voices for all the characters. And it's just based, you know, about our cat. It's and, animated, right? And you yeah. said it's sort of like a Garfield type feel to it, I think you were telling me. No? All right. Well. Uh, Garfield's interesting. I never thought about Garfield. No, um, it's kind of like uh, if you animated Animal Farm, kind of okay. like it's a political feel. So, oh, okay, it's, if our cat was the president, no shit. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, so it's 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 really fun. Uh, we're gonna have Albert voice one of them. We just gotta get his ass over again. Hey. But yeah, no, he was he was good. I got some good uh, info about the vet. I had to restructure the script a little bit because I I got a cat fat wrong nice. or two hey. <laughs> and so it's good Glad to have help. a good to have a research person to ask that was what's, great what's it going to be called commander-in-chief cupcake commander-in-chief cupcake yeah right. alliteration she's the president you know and then uh if you want to check a female president look at that oh i know the first one in history and so uh, is it going to be set in a world of talking cats i'm just curious talking everything so i guess the the nice the easiest way to describe it Animals can can understand uh, humans. Animals can understand themselves. Humans can't understand animals. Oh, okay. So it's like that. It's that's funny. Uh, I give Lila credit. The uh, her idea. She was she basically had the premise, and then uh, I was like, oh, so it's kind of like Toy Story, but for animals. Yeah. And so that was like my way to kind of picture what she sure, was talking about because it's like point. the whole thing of like it's. Uh, as soon as the animal, the humans are watching, this is when the animals do their stuff. So it's really, it's it's really interesting. You know, it was Lila's idea. We both wrote it, but it was uh, she was the one who came up with the idea. And yeah, we just kind of kept uh, working on it and working on it. And yeah, we're about to finish up the audio recording, and then we're getting to animating. My roommate Alan Chow, he is 
going to be one of the principal animators on it. He's the head concept artist. So when you see the characters themselves, he was probably the main person in charge That's of awesome. drawing that. So yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of cool work. Um, and yeah, it's just it, it's really cool because you know when uh, when Albert and I started stand up. Uh, roast battle was really influential for me not for the same way other people were I just I looked at Brian Moses and I was like wow he created this cool ass show mm-hmm. I want to create something cool and that oh, was cool. you know it was one of the validating um, factors for me and like thinking oh this channel 310 idea I have is a good idea because um, a lot of times you get told to you know follow instead of do your own thing yeah. You know, people tell you, oh, you know, be a leader. Actually, society tells you to follow most Absolutely. of the time. And so. Well, it, because the stupid people just do it, you yeah. know. And it's so. like, that's it. It's like, yeah, I hate to call them stupid, but people who don't know any better. Yeah. And so it mm. was just, you know, I I was, there's been a couple people in the scene who've like gone out and done their own thing. And it's super validating. Even seeing Albert do his own special again was very validating to see because it was, it was something we had in the plans, but you know, we didn't think we were close on the timeline. And then you see one of our peers do it. And it's like, oh, we're closer than we realize. It's yeah, actually like it's doable. It's within our grasp yeah. now. So, That's yeah, all you it's, need. it's just all you need, it's man. cool because, you know, Albert's always been one of those comedians like I've always uh, related to because he has a college degree. He's not a fuck up. I believe mm. like comedy kind of. Uh, it encourages you being an uneducated fuck up with no job and, you know, no good place and you being a mooch. And, you know, Albert's none of those things. Very professional, very appreciate educated. It, appreciate it. You know, he, you know, he never has that attitude of, oh, I'm going to like mooch off you or anything. It's so, uh, it just, he brings a more professional vibe to it, but he's still really silly and fun. And I always appreciated that because sometimes I, I felt like, like alone in that world. Of no, like, it is it is hard. My wife and I talk about it all the time. It is, and I think it has a lot to do with age too. I'm 36. Most of these guys mm-hmm. I'm hanging out with are 25, you know, and yeah. it's like, of course, there's going to be a difference. And just, you know, just the way that we've lived our lives, it has, it has a lot to do with age, I think. Uh, and as they get older, they're all going to change. And then we'll see who's still doing comedy though. That's the, that's the hard part. I was able to find some stability because of my degree, but really it all came full circle. If it wasn't for my degree, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. If it wasn't for my degree, I wouldn't have been able to go to Korea. You know, it was because mm-hmm. of my degree, I was able to get a job out there. But because of stand-up comedy, I stayed out there. Because of stand-up comedy, I came to LA. So like, it all just comes together. And I think for a long time, I was like in denial that I should put so much focus and effort and have pride in what I went to school for and that I can help people with their pets. Because I wanted to be a comedian so badly that I didn't want to be seen as anything else. But, you know, time and time again, I was like, okay, what's feeding you right now? What is providing you with stability? What's providing you with sanity? Is it comedy anymore? Mm -hmm. There was a time when comedy was my identity. But then things change. It's like, okay, you're not just a comedian. Even that's what you wanted. Didn't happen. You got a deal. So I was like, okay, is being a teacher so bad? Is being a vet tech so bad? No, it's actually pretty good. Look like you said, are you are you able to stand on your own two feet, pay your own bills, feed yourself, live a decent life? Not like you were when you thought you were just a comedian. Like when you want to call yourself a comedian, you're like willing to self-deprecate so much. You're willing to accept so much suffering. Like, oh, it's okay to live in your car. It's okay to have all these bullshit relationships. It's okay to, you know, throw your, your pride to the side to get what you want to maybe do a shitty bar show where you're not getting paid. It's like, no, 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 no. Those things are not okay. If you're yeah. at a show and you don't want to be there, you shouldn't do it. If you mm-hmm. don't want to drive an hour and a half to perform for free, you shouldn't do it. It's like 
it's like religion. It's like you don't have to be a Catholic to believe in God. You know what I mean? Like there's other ways to do comedy. Yeah, exactly. And I, I definitely with um, this day and age of stand up, mm. you know, you kind of have to make your own path. Right, right, and right. I think I had to come to my own realizations of those same things too. It's like, you know, there's other aspects of your life that you have to get right. Mm. And then it, you know, comedy can flourish from that, but you don't Absolutely. necessarily always have to be sad yeah, in order to right. be funny. And what you've you turned know? around your, you know, your your comedy is like putting a light on the things that you've struggled on. And that's kind of like yeah. what I'm trying to do too. Now that I'm married and going bald and have a career and now, you know, all these comedians want to like turn to you, like turn away from you, like you're not a comic anymore. And it's like, no, 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 you just wait. I'm making comedy out of this now too. But now it's yes. a different life. Now I have to rewrite. Well, and here's the thing: you have to realize, like now, in fact, you're even more relatable. Absolutely, to that's your what audience. it is. More people you can know? relate. Exactly. I mean, I am so grateful to be in this time period of my life. I'm 28. You know, I'm I'm in a serious relationship. We've got a cat. We've got 13 fish. You know, right. we're in that direction. And in fact, I feel like this stability has helped my comedy. You Absolutely. Know? It's going to make and you a better comic. Two years ago, when we first got together, I was kind of like, you know, like, oh, is this, am I not going to be as funny, you know, because I'm not single? And it's like, no, your comedy just changes. Right. And I, and now that I'm here, I really appreciate the growth and the maturity and the uh, the level of stand-up I'm able to perform now because right. of the life experience and because I'm able to connect with the majority of my audience right. a lot more now. Absolutely. You know, when you embrace mm -hmm. like your age and you embrace your 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 journey, then yeah. the audience is like, okay, I can not well I only laugh at your jokes, but I'll listen to what you have to say. Which yeah. is like a, a corner people have to turn. Well, like, I think we also, we just put yeah. so much emphasis on youth, sure. right? And people want to like stay younger, look younger, do all mm. this stuff. And it's like- Act young, talk young. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I, you know, I never want to get Botox. I never want to do any, I like, I, I, I love the whole aging process. I'm yeah. grateful for it. And you know, I'm Filipina, so I'm just going to age fine. like fine wine You're going to be fine. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I mean, like, uh, you know, I'm super self-conscious about being bald. But I you also look know. Great. Uh, thank you. Uh, I would rather have hair, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, but you rock the ball. I, I uh, definitely had to come to grips with with my age mm -hmm. when I didn't want to lose my hair, and there's nothing yeah. you could do about it. You know, it's just gone. And then you have to like, okay, I'm going. I'm getting older. It's like it's it, things are going to change for me, and I have to like. If it wasn't for my hair, I might have had a delayed, you know, maturity. But it kind of sped up my maturity, so yeah. I had to like appreciate it that I didn't look 16 anymore. But it's right. like, okay, now you know you have to like develop other parts of your personality, you know? That, you know, I think too, like even, I think this this year, maybe last year is when I came to like full term acceptance of my disability, even though I was born with spina bifida and I've always been small, but like coming to full terms of like accepting my body, loving my body, talking about it on stage, it's like, oh, I'm gonna get old, boo hoo. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm grateful to get old. I didn't, my parents didn't know if I'd survive even right. this long. So to be at this point, um, for me, it's like, I don't care that I'm going to get old. I'm grateful I can walk, even if it is, yeah, you know, is with a limp and kind of wanky. But I, it just, there's a beauty in getting older and with that wisdom. And I think that as comedians, what's so amazing is that we just get better with age. Yeah, we, we just get better around. with time. And we age backwards. 
Yeah. And so, you know, I'm so I'm so grateful to be a comedian and to be able to, like you said, meet different people on this journey. And uh, having Eric in my life has been such a blessing. And like all of our friends are the same people. So even though I didn't really like know you super well during the time period that you were here, it's like you came back and it was like when you came over and we were writing jokes together, I was like, oh, man, he's a really cool, great guy. I so appreciate it. it's just nice to be able to uh, collaborate and connect and uh be friends with you, man. Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate it. Always, I always say I appreciate Eric for just being, you know, smart and, you know, take it for a grain of salt, but I appreciate that and that you guys found each other somehow. Don't know how. It happened when I was in Indiana. And it's like, man, uh, it's just really cool that you were around before, but I didn't know you. And there's always, like, people you see, and it's always like, I wonder if I'll ever be friends with that person. And then here you are in my living room. So it's just, it's like, so crazy. Cool. And yeah, I think that's a really good way to describe it. Like when I saw Lila on the scene, I always like wondered what it'd be like to date her. So that's like, uh, you know, that's a good encapsulation of like, you know, kind of how people feel when they Absolutely. first meet people. Yeah, because you don't know, man. You never know. And especially at the comedy store, you see somebody just standing there. They could be somebody really, really important or they could be just like you or somebody who just did comedy for the first time. So it's like you never know. And I, and I like that. Uh, I like that environment, but I actually try not to go so much anymore. It causes me a lot of anxiety yeah. just to hang out at the store. I feel like I don't deserve it for whatever reason, uh, so I try not to. But uh, I know that it's irrational to feel that way, but I would rather err on the side of caution you know, and just mm -hmm. stay home a little more often. I feel like that was one of my biggest mistakes. The first time I came out here, I hung out a little too much and just wasted a lot of energy, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. energy that could be put to something more productive like this. I would rather be doing this. I could be at, at an open forever. mic, yeah. but this will reach, this will reach more people yeah. <laughs> than the open mic. And you never know, one day when this builds up and you have a fan base, you could be doing this live at the improv or the yeah. store, and you know? To, to wrap up, you know, which is really crazy you mentioned that, last night we did this at the garage mic, and it, I meant for it to just be Victor and myself, but we I got there late and it ran late and people started showing up. So then we started asking random, uh, you know, degenerate open micers from the garage mic pet questions hey you guys got any pet questions and they all did they all had different pet questions that i got to answer live so i was like this oh, is a cool amazing. element that i never thought about mm -hmm. i never thought about having a live show where i can answer pet questions uh live and it worked out really well except for i had to like repeat their questions you know because mm -hmm. it's not going to come up on the mic so that little logistic I, I like dealt with you know i repeated their questions but it was a little bit awkward but i think in the future that could work in a live show setting like where you just, okay, pass the mic around, you got any pet questions? And you know, everybody's having a good time answering the questions. And you know, you don't have to be a pet expert. If you have a cat and somebody has cat questions, you might be able to help them too. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It doesn't have to be just me. Uh, so I think that could be really fun if we have even had like a panel of pet experts just trying to help people with their pets in a comedy setting, you know, where it's not, we're not doctors, we're not scientists, we're just trying to help. Take our advice with a grain of salt. Uh, what about any social media handles? What are your guys' ats so people can well, find you? Well, you can find me at Love Lila Hart, L-O-V-E-L-I-L-A-H-A-R-T, and also at Channel 310. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, just look up Channel 310. You'll find all of our connective tissue of, like, everyone we mentioned awesome. through that. Yeah, uh, you know, you guys got the uh, promotional tag today, uh, so you'll see a lot of the stuff on there, but the episode will probably come out in, like, a week. Because uh, I have two other episodes before you that I gotta edit, uh, Roger and Victor. And uh, but you guys, you guys are awesome. Thank you guys for coming over. And anybody listening, you guys can find the Pet Peeves Podcast on Instagram at Pet Peeves Podcast, on Twitter at Pet Peeves Pod, 
Uh, you can find me, Albert Escobedo, at Albert M. Escobedo on Twitter, at Albert Escobedo on Instagram. You can find the podcast on all the apps, uh, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube. And I just started posting on Anchor, so I think Anchor is going to get us on Spotify and a couple other rando podcast platforms. But just circle Pet Peeves Podcast, Albert Escobedo, you'll find it. Uh, and that's it. Watch my special on YouTube. Albert Escobedo, don't judge me. Find it. Find all the specials from Channel 310. Uh, and we'll be following you guys on the social media. All right. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you guys thank for being you. here. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you.